1: That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As a resident Greek girl,
0: I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market
1: now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21 wines from spain greece and italy grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly mediterranean cuisine today think greek style ground lamb pitas lemony oven roasted chicken or bronzino or instant pot short ribs braised in wine all simple and delicious taste the mediterranean now at whole foods market
2: go to a farmer's market and actually look for the fruit that's bruised or sort of overripe Because that fruit is going to be the best for popsicles. It's going to be sweeter. Like, it doesn't have to be pretty. But then they also often put it on discount because it's not pretty. Like, no one wants brewed strawberries, but for you, it's perfect as a popsicle maker. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding us kids.
0: Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. And today, we're going to talk about popsicles.
1: Specifically, we're going to tell you how to turn anything into popsicles.
0: Can I tell you a funny story before we start? Please. Okay, so Isaac is my 12-year-old. He and I recently played a game, please don't ask how it started, where we went through all the female grown-ups that he knows and male grown-ups. I know that's very gender binary of us, and I apologize for that. It's just how it played out. Anyway, and we said, who do you think of all these grown-ups could potentially be a serial killer and we wouldn't know it. <laughs> that was the game. Then we went through all his friends and did the same thing. And it was very, very funny. But he put me at the top of the list of the moms who could be a serial killer. What? And you know why? I was like, that makes zero sense. And he was like, it's because you have one weird serial killer like behavior every once in a while out of nowhere you'll like sing a sentence and it's really creepy <laughs> i
1: just thought of it because i just sang about popsicles uh, well i'm definitely top of that list now too then because i do that all the time all the time i've done it on recordings Megan, it's creepy, according to 12-year-olds. Also, my knives are very sharp, so... Oh, damn!
0: I love it. That was very Scorpio.
1: I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you. I love you, too. And I love our <laughs> listeners. And I want to welcome too. them to our mini summer series, which is really not any different from no. the rest of – I don't even know why we call them seasons. Like we just know try either. to find breaks and find ways to put um, subjects, kind of string them all together, right? And last week we talked about weight loss, which was super intense. Yeah, it was. And now we're going to talk about popsicles. (laughs) And now we're going to talk about popsicles, which is what you really want to talk about for summer. But before we get to our guests, before we get into turning anything into popsicles, we want to remind you to subscribe wherever you're listening. Because even though we're talking about summer fun right now, we are already thinking about planning for back to school, which is going to be the juiciest back to school season ever didn't I just feed you a celebrating? It's one-year birthday. We'll have Woo-hoo! smash cakes for everyone. Kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll probably have some fun stuff. And so you don't want to miss out. And that will subscribed. start August 5th. I'm so, so glad you know when it starts because yeah. I have no idea. Yes, I'm just it starts August 5th. through summer. So everybody
0: should subscribe now. And if you feel like you have literally one extra minute rate and review too. It really does us good. We appreciate it. We love you. All right. Let's jump right in. Uh, How to turn anything into popsicles. I mean, honestly, (laughs) we really, we had a guest. We have a guest for this episode and she really does talk to us about how
1: you can turn pretty much everything into popsicles. I mean, seriously, the number of vegetables that she puts in, that Sarah puts in popsicles is very impressive.
0: And also we get to talking about she has like a carrot cake popsicle. She uses almond flour or almond meal, rather. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, there's so much yes. good stuff. So, before we talk to Sarah Bond of Live, Eat, Learn about her new book for the love of popsicles, Naturally Delicious, Icy, Sweet Summer Treats from A to Z, that's the name of the book. I'm going to admit that we, like some summers, have gone crazy for popsicles. Like last summer, I don't think we made a, I don't even know that I broke up my popsicle molds last summer.
1: Wow. Okay. I'm going to say I mean, it.
0: But you do it all the time, right?
1: Yeah. I also want to say, like, we have two popsicle molds and we pretty much keep them full all the time. Oh. But also we, like, just not specifically in summer because my kids are really into popsicles. I think that started when both my kids were teething. We just kind of got in a habit. But also we totally have that, like, weird netted plastic bag of, like, the sleeve of sugar <laughs> water popsicles. Yes. <laughs> Which I just recently learned there's, like, lots of different names for them. I always refer to them as Otter Pops. But Uh I think that's, like, a brand name of them. It is, I think. But they have a bunch of other names, which maybe I'm not gonna remember what yeah
0: wasn't but, this a thing going around twitter yeah. like what do you call these? yeah people were like no it's otter pop other people were like no it's icy
1: sticker i don't know i made that up but they were is like a heated debate yeah it's a regional well, we should try to link to it. if we can yes. find it we'll link to it in show notes but i'm gonna shamelessly plug both of our instagrams right now i am so, uh, at megan underscore blonde, and you are at stacy billis of course but Two of my most popular Instagram posts like of all times are popsicles. And one is like literally just a rainbow of those frozen sugar water popsicles that does really well. And then uh, a more recent one that I've posted before in the past is like a yogurt popsicle where I literally take Greek yogurt, add a little bit of maple syrup or honey add chia seeds and sprinkles and freeze it like that. And my kids love it. But what I think is super interesting is you have a chia seed popsicle on your Instagram. That's like chia seeds and maybe it's coconut and pineapple. Yeah. It's really popular. So you guys are like weirdly into chia seed
2: popsicles. (laughs) It's so true.
0: I didn't make that connection until you just started to say it. I was like, cause I know the photo of yours that you're talking about yeah. and it's a beautiful photo. And it's also just a great idea because you position it as a breakfast pop, which it totally qualifies. I mean, that's pretty much what my kids eat in non frozen version every yeah. day. Right. Or it's the frozen version of what my kids eat every day. And I forgot until you just said it that I would say my number one most popular photo is a chia seed popsicle too.
1: It's crazy. It's weird. Oh, and that reminds me that like forever ago, I did a popsicle that was yogurt and granola, which is what your boys eat every day for, I think it was like kind, kind when they were coming out with their granola bars. I should try and find that. Cause that's a really, another really good one, but I serve popsicles for like almost any meal. We've for sure had popsicles for dinner too.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I should, I don't know. I should make popsicles more. I we're really haven't been big on them, but my kids love them. I'm definitely inspired by this book, Sarah's book, because I would say that I've been pretty lazy about popsicles Yeah, I just make like, I'm like ah extra smoothie, turn it into popsicle. It doesn't feel exciting for my kids. And through talking to Sarah, And you, I realized that actually it takes barely any effort at all to make a Popsicle that's really exciting, relatively low in sugar and delicious and like very flexible in terms of when I can serve it to my kids and feel good.
1: Yes. I want to add that we do smoothies too. And sometimes all I add to them, like turn smoothies into Popsicles. And sometimes all I add to them is sprinkles or granola. You said it too fast. (laughs) I was like, sprinkles. Um, she's gonna say sprinkles but also another thing like there's a there's some low prep popsicles that you can do too so you shouldn't be intimidated by like sometimes we make instant pudding and turn them turn that into pudding pops and also we talked about we touch on this with sarah but like you can just take coconut water and freeze fresh fruit in it and serve that as like a popsicle snack i don't want to give too much away before we talk to Sarah, but I want to make sure that our listeners also know what they should listen to next after this episode of, didn't I just feed you? You guys,
0: I, you're going to think I'm biased because I used to work for these ladies, but honestly, it was one of my best work experiences ever because they are smart. They are funny. They are well-balanced. Liz and Kristen of cool mom picks have a podcast called spawned. That is hilarious. Just like them. And here, you know what? Let them tell you about it instead of me. You'll be convinced to subscribe immediately.
2: Hey! Hey, I'm Kristen. And I'm Liz. We're the editors of Coolmompics.com and the co-hosts of Spawned, the award-winning podcast about parenting and parenting culture. Ooh, award-winning.
0: We sound so fancy. I know. We sound very fancy, <laughs>
1: don't
2: we? <laughs> so when you subscribe to Spawned,
1: you'll catch celebrity guests, interviews with authors, discussions about hot-button
2: topics from screen time management to product recommendations to the worst beauty trends that no one should ever try. That's a very good episode, by the way, if you need one to start with. We are usually pretty non-judgy, but like the eyelash extensions in the nostril, that is a real thing and don't do it. And if you can't tell by now, it's like a fun half hour with your girlfriends. Us, only you don't have to make us coffee or serve snacks or even put on your pants. Though we have to say, true girlfriends will never make you wear pants. Right, unless they have pockets. Then they're much better than regular pants. (gasps) Yes, that's true. So search for Spawn Parenting Podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Which you're probably listening to right now.
1: So you're already one step closer. I love Liz and Kristen. I hope people will subscribe. But Stacey, do you want to introduce Sarah? We don't want to waste any time. We need to talk about popsicles before we melt. I do. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like we get this. It took you a second. You're so in. clever. Can we
0: just before we tell Sarah? I, you know, I'm always that before one minute. One, wait, I'm I just get a name. More, just one, one more thing. thing. Okay. I'm going to just mention a couple of recipes in her book that surprised me, right? Because they're the obvious ones, but done well with a really like easy recipe. Most of these recipes have like three to five ingredients. They're very simple. But a chocolate chip cookie dough recipe, Mm -hmm. um, that's genius. Using almond butter and two tablespoons of brown sugar. That's it for the whole set of them. Sarah will mention that her favorite in the book is Darling Lemontine, which is so refreshing and has buttermilk in it. Yes. Right? So smart. And that makes it creamy. Milk and cereal bars, which is another version of breakfast on a stick. Okay. This is one of my favorites, Nutella green smoothie. And I don't know why I never thought of this. Well, probably because my kids don't like Nutella, which is something's wrong with them. But anyway, you take just some that's spinach. That's a whole other episode. Oh, I can't. I can't. It is actually. So just spinach, <laughs> milk, bananas, and Nutella. And you're getting something that's packed with spinach. You get some nice like nutrition from the bananas as well. But then Nutella guys, I mean, these are very clever and good paletas with spiced mango a zucchini bread popsicle, which sounds delicious too, and also has tons of spices and coconut milk. So this book is just, I think, genius. Now it's out on my counter so that I can make stuff from it all the time. And we think you guys are going to be really interested in Sarah because she has a very interesting background. So she's the creator of a popular vegetarian food blog
1: called Live Eat Learn, and that's also her Instagram handle. Which we've shared her photos before because they're Gorgeous. So beautiful and colorful. Right? Yeah.
0: And then Sarah also has a degree in nutrition and in sensory science, which is so cool. And she uses both of those to help inspire healthy, approachable recipes that don't compromise on flavor. She's an Alaskan at heart and she currently is based in the Netherlands and her experiences around the globe give rise to unique and delicious flavor combinations as proved by the list that I just read to you guys.
1: So without further ado, let's chat with Sarah. So Sarah, your blog, Live, Eat, Learn, covers all kinds of food from quick tacos to gorgeous salads, and it's mostly vegetarian focused. What specifically inspired you to write a whole book about popsicles for the love of popsicles?
2: Well, I really love smoothies and I used to send a weekly smoothie recipe to my mailing list for my blog. Um, And after doing that for about a year, uh, so that's 52 weeks, fifty-two recipes. <laughs> I, um, it's a lot of smoothies. It's a lot of smoothies. <laughs> um yeah, so I was having to get really creative with the flavor combinations. You know, things like blackberry and basil or mm. Nutella and spinach. Um Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well so yeah, so a lot of these smoothies I ended up turning into popsicles just like on my free time, just for fun to see what happened. And um time after time they were turning out really well. And so I just had like my little popsicle thing going at home. And that's around the time that the book publishers of my cookbook actually reached out to me about creating this book. Um, so it all just sort of felt right. And, um, things clicked into place and for the love of popsicles was born. That's
0: awesome. So you made me think of something when you were like time after time, they came out great. Were there ones, were there some smoothie recipes that didn't translate two popsicles? And if so, what do you think the issue was? Like what makes a good smoothie popsicle combo?
2: (laughs) That's an interesting question. Interestingly, most of the smoothie recipes actually turned out pretty well. And I think a lot of that comes down to the ingredients that are in it. So generally for popsicles, you need something in it to sort of prevent ice crystals from forming. And so you can do that with like, Fresh fruit, which has nice natural fibers in it, or um, coconut milk. So those things were sort of the basis for most of my smoothies. So they translated really well into popsicles. It was always the ones where I tried to make something that really shouldn't be a popsicle into a popsicle that it turned out terribly like jello it just was the worst thing in the world (laughs) that's so funny what
0: happens to jello when you try to make it a possible oh my gosh
2: it's it like somehow gets really icy yet all the flavor is gone it just leaves (laughs) it and then it's just like this chewy ice cube and yeah I don't know what happened if I did something wrong but that recipe is definitely not in the book
0: What do you say, kids? Don't <laughs> yeah. turn your summer jello into popsicles.
1: Yeah. It sounds a little like the gelatin in jello is what's bad for the popsicles. And I was so fascinated to hear that, like you saying, the fiber in the fruit is what keeps the popsicles having a great texture, because I was going to assume it was like the pectin in it. But um, just knowing that it's fiber means that you can also sneak a lot of veggies into popsicles too.
2: Yes, for sure. I am I'm the master at sneaking vegetables into popsicles at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a you can get away with sneaking a fair bit of veggie into popsicles undetected. So,
0: I I mean that it's like okay, mic drop. Do we just end the episode right? <laughs> like our parents, our listeners. I mean that's genius. And I know that people talk about this in the context of smoothies, and clearly you're an expert in that as well. But for summer, changing that to a popsicle is not just, you know, practical if you have a little leftover or, you know, because it's hot out. I mean, kids like popsicles, not all kids like smoothies. Most do, but like, it's just a win, 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 win putting vegetables in popsicles.
2: Yeah, for sure. So some of my favorite vegetables that I've put into popsicles. Spinach is actually really neutral in flavor and texture. So if you're looking for like a starter vegetable to sneak into your popsicles, that should definitely be top of the list. You can blend that in pretty undetectably. The only thing you might notice is the color. Obviously it's quite green.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that makes a big difference to some kids.
2: Yeah, for sure. So what I found is to either just embrace the color So I do like mint chocolate popsicles Yeah, where like they should be green anyways. So the green just sort of adds to the minty flavor without actually affecting the the actual flavor of it. Or you can just mask it with like chocolate or Nutella or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, or berries. Yeah, berries is a
1: good one. To kind of give it like a dark purple color instead of the green.
0: Yeah, for sure. Also, there is the whole like, it's a monster pop or it's a like green slime pop. Technique, which doesn't work so much with my nine and twelve year old anymore, but did when they were little.
1: Yeah, I was going to say my four year old's into if you call it like a dinosaur smoothie or dinosaur popsicle, he is one hundred percent here for that.
2: Oh, I love that idea. You could even do like like hidden treasures in it or something. That was one of my initial ideas that didn't actually make it into the book, but I thought of the idea of like making like buried treasure or like you know like crush up some Oreos or like put something fun in it. It doesn't necessarily have to be a lot. Like it could end up being. Just a half Oreo per per popsicle, but it could just add that nice element of like the monster effect or like the crazy popsicle effect. Ah. Also, that's just that's so, so
1: smart. fun. Smart,
0: yeah. I know. <laughs> we just got mega bonus content. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing.
1: That's a genius idea and exclusive for our listeners. So spinach is one of your favorites. What other vegetables do you like to put in popsicles?
2: Yeah. So this one is a bit unconventional, but if you're looking for another vegetable with a neutral flavor, zucchini actually works really well. Um, you need a strong blender to really blend it up. Um, but I do a zucchini bread popsicle with like oats and cinnamon and it's super nice and it tastes just like zucchini bread which yeah is nice in itself and then you can also embrace the vegginess of it sort of with like pumpkin or sweet potato or carrots if you just like microwave those until they're soft and then blend them with some banana or spices maybe some coconut milk that makes a really nice just sort of cozy like fall-esque popsicle really nice. It tastes like pie. So
0: <laughs> my yes. kids would toe so dig that and they'll eat sweet potato on anything. I mean, literally I use it as a spread on toast. Sometimes we've actually made that sweet potato toast and that color is really great. I do think, especially in a lot of parts of the U S there in October, it's still really warm. The weather's so like weird and unpredictable now. But that'd be great for like the beginning of fall, like you said. Forget those pumpkin spice lattes, guys. PSP?
1: PSP? Is that like, I know that's not like a pumpkin spice latte popsicle? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right? they're yeah. first. <laughs> Sarah. I also love that you mentioned using the microwave as a prep tool because I think sometimes people get intimidated about like making veggie popsicles because they assume that they have to like steam all their vegetables to get vegetables into their popsicles. But you use the microwave to prep things like sweet potato to make them softer before you process them. And do you prefer a blender or a food processor for making the smoothie mixture for popsicles?
2: Um, That's a good question. I really prefer the blender, actually. Um, I found that it makes for a smoother, silkier sort of mixture for the popsicles, whereas the food processor makes the texture a bit chunkier. It doesn't really break everything down all the way.
1: And do you have a favorite blender?
2: I really love my Vitamix. (laughs) (laughs) honestly my Vitamix is like 20 years old and it got through all of these recipes it's like a it's a beast and a tank and I don't think it will ever die but yeah the Vitamix definitely just chews through whatever I put in it so yeah
0: um I'm curious about popsicles you've made that aren't that wouldn't work as a smoothie like did you Mm -hmm. also veer off the smoothie path
2: yes for sure um so I sort of Separated the book into a few parts. So I have like the fruity mixtures, but I also have sort of the creamy slash chocolate slash, I don't know, really decadent yet healthy recipes. And so a lot of those are based with coconut milk or some are based with almond butter or almond flour. Yeah. So those wouldn't necessarily be nice to drink because they're quite decadent feeling but they make really good popsicles.
0: (laughs) Can you talk to us about using flour, almond flour? Was that just to get in more, make it more nutrient dense or was it a texture thing or
2: both? Yeah, partially. I used the almond flour in a few recipes that were meant to taste kind of like cookie dough. So I wanted that like nutty slash, I don't know, kind of roasted flavor and the almond flour was perfect for that. So I mixed it with just some almond butter and some milk and almond flour. And the result is a really, really cookie dough-esque sort of flavor.
0: Well, that actually gets me to another question that I'm just thinking of. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody was going to dedicate their summer (laughs) to making the best ever popsicles with their kids and trying all kinds of new things. What would you say they should have in their pantry without going too crazy? Like just things that you can really grab at most supermarkets in the U.S.
2: I would definitely have yogurt in the fridge. You'll want honey in your pantry. I use honey as a sweetener in most of the recipes just because it has that nice round flavor. And then you don't have to go through the hassle of making simple syrup which is like mixing sugar and water and you have to turn on the stove. So definitely just keep honey in your pantry. Any sort of fresh fruit in your fruit bowl works pretty well. But I almost always like to have bananas because they're a really nice natural sweetener for the popsicles. Hmm.
0: And any like uh, the almond flour is a great like off the beaten path kind of ingredient. Do you have one or two others or like Nutella, like one go-to that always makes a popsicle a hit? (laughs) Nutella, Nutella, Nutella.
2: (laughs) Stacey just wants to talk about Nutella.
0: I do. We should probably have a Nutella episode. Probably.
2: And then if you want to go like on the decadent side or like add a little, little zing to your popsicles, of course, a jar of Nutella is always nice to keep you can just throw in a spoonful or two or three and it just sort of (laughs) elevates the pops and takes them to the next level while also keeping them pretty healthy, so.
0: See, now we're talking
2: my language.
0: (laughs) But Megan, while I I prompt for Nutella, I know you have a question about nutrition. Well, yeah, and this
1: is one of the really cool things that besides the book being beautiful for the love of popsicles is really kind of focused on making popsicles that are not like just a sweet treat, that that they can be substituted for a smoothie. So do you have any tips, Sarah, for making popsicles with less sugar, more fiber, and more nutritious ingredients? I mean, we've kind of touched on those a little bit in the idea of like using fruit both to sweeten and for more fiber, and then doing things like adding almond butter or almond flour to kind of boost nutrition. But is there anything we haven't talked about that helps make a popsicle less just a treat and more of a nutritious snack?
2: Yeah, for sure. So I know we talked a bit about using fruit in your popsicles because those fibers and those natural sugars are gonna be really good for helping to keep the texture really soft. But something that I actually didn't initially think of, but it's to go to a farmer's market and actually look for the fruit that's bruised or sort of overripe because that fruit is going to be the best for popsicles it's gonna be sweeter. Like, it doesn't have to be pretty, but then they also often put it on discount because yes. it's not pretty. Like, no one wants bruised strawberries, but for you, it's perfect as a popsicle maker. So,
0: oh, that is so, that's so smart. smart. And also, that's how you can shop your own pantry, too. Like, when you see something, I have these bananas that have been slowly before my eyes these very busy weeks getting browner and browner and more brown and brown and darker and darker. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. it's stressing me out. Like I didn't put them in the freezer, but that's okay. They're perfect for popsicles. And that's what I should do tonight.
1: <laughs> kids, so Now sorry. you have homework, Stacey. You have to make popsicles and share them I with our do. Didn't I Just Feed You listeners. I will do it. I will do it. <laughs> All right. We're going to jump into some fun games, but I want to ask my favorite cookbook author question, Sarah, which is? What is the one recipe that makes For the Love of Popsicles a must-buy, in your opinion?
2: Mm, That's such a tough question. Um, I know it's like picking a favorite
1: (laughs) child, which you're really not supposed to do. Come on, we all do it,
0: (laughs) Megan.
2: We all pick a favorite.
0: My favorite child depends on
1: the day. Exactly.
0: Yes. So Sarah, today, what's your
1: favorite popsicle?
0: (laughs) And then you know what? After you declare a favorite, how about you mention like a handful more that you think will wet everybody's appetite? That way you don't feel so bad.
2: Yeah, that's fair. So (laughs) (laughs) my favorite recipe in the book today is called Darling Lemon Time's. And they're buttermilk and lemon and um, thyme with a little bit of lemon zest, and they're just so creamy and nice. And I have to keep myself from eating the whole batch every time I make them.
0: That sounds so, yeah. so delicious.
2: Yeah, it's definitely my one of my favorites. I can't <laughs> say it's my favorite yet. <laughs>
0: Okay, give us a couple more. Give us a couple more. I think that that's a worthy number one. I have to tell you, it's one of the ones that stuck out to me too, but I'm a sucker for all kinds of lemon desserts.
2: Well, and with that that one also, I of course my mom wanted to test a bunch of the recipes also last summer when I was creating all of this. And she got to that one and she was testing it and then she just kept making it and making it, not because it needed it, but just because she liked it. So I sort of lost her as a recipe tester, but... (laughs) The recipe really won her over. So great story.
0: Okay, so name just a couple more. Wet people's appetite before we jump into a fun game.
2: Um, Yeah, and then another fun one that I really like and I think is nice for the chocolate lovers is a s'mores popsicle. So that one has a fudgesicle base with um, coconut milk and then cocoa powder. And then you finish it off with a toasted meringue. So it's super fun for summer and it's fun to make on like summer nights. It's just like a fun family popsicle. Yeah, that's
1: my uh... ally. I am obsessed with all things s'mores. Ooh.
0: And I also think that that gets to something great about popsicles, which is that, you know, even when they're quote unquote harder to make, they're still very simple, but also fun. The process is fun. Your kids are going to be excited. You're going to be excited because, you know, on the other side, you get something really delicious that everybody's going to enjoy.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I wanted to keep these recipes pretty simple Um, because it is popsicles and you don't want to spend all summer in the kitchen slaving over a popsicle. But on the other hand, I really liked the aspect of creating these like sort of the journey is the destination. Yes. So sort of creating something fun out of the making of the popsicle that everyone can celebrate together. I love that.
0: Okay. Game time, game time. Megan, you ready? Ready? Ready?
1: (laughs) I'm never ready for Stacey's (laughs) games, but here we are. Let's do it.
0: Let's do it. Okay. Sarah and then Megan, I want to hear from you too. Uh, if you guys were a popsicle flavor, what would you be? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I I have to admit that I already have an answer because you, I thought why of this don't you game. Well, Sarah. Sarah and I are like
1: scrambling. scrambling.
0: We're like, what are we? <laughs> what
1: popsicle would I be? Eating? Okay. Okay.
0: I think I don't have it exactly right. Like I would want to tweak it ever the life of a recipe developer. (laughs) It feels, I feel very vulnerable just throwing something out, but I do believe it would be chocolate hazelnut based because I'm clearly obsessed with Nutella. And I think that that flavor combination is um, classic, decadent, rich, luxurious, Like how I'm describing myself?
1: Yes. And
0: then because I can be extra and fancy and extra, I would dip it in some like gold, edible gold flake or something.
1: Wow. I don't even want to go after that answer, Stacey. It's like overdone,
2: (laughs) which I am.
1: (laughs) It's very Leo of you. I was going to say, like, oh, as a Scorpio, I'm probably, like, a spiced hot chocolate popsicle. But I'm actually going to change my answer because I have a, like, somewhere deep on my Instagram feed, and I haven't done this in a couple years, but I should revive it this summer. I made yogurt popsicles that I hid chia and flax seeds in for my kids by Mm. putting sprinkles in it. And I feel like that is the popsicle that I would actually be, like like a sprinkles oh. popsicle with hidden nutrition. Yeah. And that. it's so
0: funny. Cause I love that. And that's very you, but that's very you. The mom side of you. Yes, I was going to say that Megan, I also know might be <laughs> oh, like, a, like, you know how in um, Latin America, you get the bag of sliced mango with the hot sauce and the lime yes. chili powder. Yes. You could be, you could totally be a popsicle version of that.
1: I mean, I would one hundred percent eat that.
0: Yeah, and like <laughs> it's sweet, it's sassy, it's spicy.
1: Okay, I don't know. I'm feeling. I it. like being analyzed as a popsicle. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I feel like we
0: could do one of those popsicle by horoscope.
1: Yes, images. It probably exists. Probably like BuzzFeed or Refinery Twenty yeah, Nine has done that. If have. not, if we not, we should jump on it. Yeah, like yeah. right away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, Sarah. Sarah, so,
1: what popsicle would you be if you were a popsicle?
2: I think I would have to be the Neapolitan—the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry all together—because I cannot decide, and I can never make decisions.
1: <laughs> Wait, are you a Libra? I'm an Aries. An Aries, okay. Well, I don't that know what popsicle then. an Aries. Would I was going to but...
2: ask about Libra
0: too. My <laughs> Libras are a Libra. notoriously yeah.
1: indecisive. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy,
0: <laughs> I can vouch for that. Well, that's also a gorgeous popsicle too. It is,
1: yeah. That makes sense, and especially like given your background in sensory science, the idea that you would pick a beautiful popsicle is pretty perfect and spot on.
2: Yeah, I mean, eating's visual, so you got to have it a is. little bit of both. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Great. Right.
1: Let's do a little quick log Ooh, a lightning round s- of will oh, it yeah. popsicle? Oh,
2: great! I love Ooh. that.
1: Okay, okay. I'm going to throw out the first one, Sarah. Black beans. Will it popsicle?
2: I have not tried it, but I have seen it. I was actually at an Asian supermarket here in the Netherlands, and I found black, maybe it was kidney beans. It was a type of bean, and it was a popsicle, and it was for sale in a store. So I think it will, but I cannot I think... personally vouch <laughs> <Okay>. for it.
0: <laughs> I think you should just go with your gut on these. Yes. Okay. How about okay. this? Will it popsicle tofu? Mm-hmm.
2: Silken tofu, I think yes. From tofu, I don't think so.
1: Okay. Will it popsicle asparagus? Ooh. Ouch. Which is Stacy's least favorite vegetable, uh, just FYI. As
2: much as I love to hide veggies and popsicles, I do not think asparagus will go in a popsicle. Stacey,
0: okay. okay. do you have one more for us? Oh, I'm trying. I'm trying. Okay. Will it popsicle? Soy
2: sauce? Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could definitely add it to like a Bloody Mary pop or something Ooh. for like a salty element. But like soy sauce on its own, please oh, don't do that. Yeah.
0: You guys... That is just genius. That's really
2: smart. I will add that many years
1: ago at a food conference, I had soy sauce, like just a few um, teaspoons of it drizzled over vanilla ice cream. And it was so, so good. It brought all the sweetness out of the soy sauce and it tasted like the ice cream had salted caramel on it.
2: Oh, that's such a good idea. So I feel
1: like there's something there where you just add like a hit of it to sort of like season a a vanilla popsicle or something.
0: Yeah. Okay, we might have to, re- like, the three of us recipe develop to promo this episode because <laughs> I, like, want to know if that works now. Like a vanilla episode with soy sauce sounds yeah, so good. Yeah, we should
1: also put out a call to our our listeners and see if there's anything that they thought maybe wouldn't turn into a Popsicle, but they were able to make it into one. Yeah, I'm super curious. Awesome. Yeah. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. Um, People can keep up with you on Instagram as at live, eat, learn. We've... Sh- share a handful at least of your photos because they're gorgeous. Yeah. Hard and they not can, to regram. Hard not to regram. And they can also find your recipes on live dot right?
2: Yep, exactly.
1: Awesome. And for the love of popsicles is out now. Where can people get the book, Sarah?
2: Um, you can find it on Amazon, Barnes and Noble. I think just about anywhere books are sold. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much. Well, thanks so much, guys.
1: I loved talking with Sarah. And now I want our listeners to challenge us. What are the craziest combinations they can come up with for Will It Pop? (laughs) <laughs> they can quiz us in the listeners group. And then we should start a thread either on Instagram where we're at. Didn't I just feed you or in our private listeners group of like, if you were a Popsicle, what flavor would you be? I love that. <laughs> and then I think we both have to make ourselves as a Popsicle and share it on our personal Instagrams. I think I'm that at, we do. Yeah. I'm at Megan underscore and you are at Stacey Billis. I'm so excited for like a whole summer of popsicles now that we talked to Sarah. And I don't know that we talked enough about how all of the recipes in For the Love of Popsicles are low in sugar, which means you can serve them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner without any guilt. Not that you should have any. Because popsicles true. are delicious. It's true. But it does
0: actually, I'm going to just say that that has been my, like, that's what's tripped me up in the past. That I feel like I've either gone to just like leftover smoothies or I think of like these crazy, like, high sugar things. And then I'm like, ah, eh, that's like making dessert. I'll just grab a pint of ice cream. Yeah. But now I feel like this book, and also talking to you, Megan, and like learning from you, I feel like I've expanded <laughs> my
1: popsicle vocabulary. I'm Yay. excited about that. That's the goal, right? We hope that is the same thing for our listeners. So find us as didn't I just feed you on Instagram and Facebook, where you can also join our private listeners group where the answer to the secret question is unclear. It might be <laughs> It might be whiskey or it might be painkiller. Honestly, just put something in the answer box and I'll let you in. People um, just answer. We really do approve everybody unless it's blank. <laughs> yeah, honestly,
0: I'm. I used to be more strict than you. You
1: were like, "Billis, listen, if they write something, let them in." <laughs> yeah. Like, well, okay. there are the people who are like, "I didn't hear what the answer is," or "I have some people like find us and they're like, I 'I haven't listened to an episode yet.'" And I'm like, "Whatever it takes to get you to listen, yes, I'll do it. Come to our listeners group and talk with us, and we link to the le- the episodes too, so you can find them there. And then we have weekly discussions about." every single episode. Listeners ask questions. We had a really great one recently where someone was like, I need a vegetarian dish to take to a preschool pop luck. And we didn't even get a chance to answer before there were 15 replies from other people in the listeners group. So it's just a really great resource, honestly. It's true. I love that. Because you know, I love good things. I love that.
0: You know what else I love? I love when people subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You so that they don't miss an episode. We have a few more summer episodes coming up. But back to school is going to be starting really soon. Shh. And if you like what you hear, also tell your friends about us and rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. It makes a really big difference
1: and makes us even happier than popsicles with Nutella. Yes. Our music is Good Old Times by Alex Cohen, provided by Jamendo. A huge thank you to our editors, Jeremy N., Samantha Gapsick, and the team at Counterweight Creative. I'm Megan. And I'm Stacy. Stay sane and well-fed until next week.
2: I need another snack. Don't forget to smash all five stars on iTunes. And subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You, a podcast about feeding families.